You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. What is happening? It's on the You're listening to the AME Radio Show. Hey everybody, welcome to the AME Radio Show, the show that is the voice of artists and entertainers everywhere. We are so happy to have you with us on this Saturday afternoon, and we have a lot to cover, so just sit back, relax, and enjoy as we go through this stuff that we have. We have two great guests coming up today. Um, Let me introduce you to them. We have Lindsay Wolko. She is a pet safety and consumer advocate, and she's going to be talking to us about pet travel, uh, especially you know this time of year we have we have uh, spring break, we have summer vacation coming up, so we want to make sure that our pets are going to be safe and get to where they need to be, and also there's a lot of tips about you know traveling with your, with your dog and how to prepare for it if you want to bring your dog with, and if you have to leave them behind, there, she gives us tips about that too. Then we have Anne-Marie Johnson coming up. She is an actress who has been in a lot of great things, including In the Heat of the Night, What's Happening Now, In Living Color, Melrose Place, That's So Raven, Pretty Little Liars, Chasing Life, See Dad Run, Grey's Anatomy, and now she's in a new series called For the People on ABC, and Bravo's TV's Imposters. So we have got a lot of stuff to talk to her about. She's going to be kind of give us a little bit of a insight about her life and what she has going on right now uh, for some of her new projects and some some tips if you want to be a actress or an actor. And then I have some stuff that I want to talk to you guys about that we kind of touched on yesterday, and that is a couple of things about nasty rumors on Facebook and other things that are going on. So we are going to be talking about that here in just a short minute. But before we get into anything, please check out our website. It's www.theamemagazine.com. You can go there anytime that you want. You'll be able to see anything that we've ever put on our television, radio, or magazine. See what we have coming up. See what we've done. It's all there. Just go be inspired, please. That's what it's all about. Also, you can get links to our social media networks. And as I told you guys a couple of days ago and last week, we broke off. So now we have our own AME series of social media networks. So it is strictly for the AME experience. You can also get those links there and you can get links to the Apple and Android app. It's a really cool place when you, if you guys get a chance to go check it out. Okay, so let me kind of go over what I had going on yesterday. And, you know, I love Facebook. I do. I go on there. I see what's going on. And I try not to post a lot of personal stuff on there myself. But I do see a lot of people sharing some stuff. And it seems like social media is the way that we've been getting our news nowadays. And some of the stuff sounds amazingly cool. But then again, I tend to wonder how much of it is actually true. For instance, I saw a post about a guy that actually did a podcast saying that uh, iTunes was not going to be allowing digital downloads anymore. They're going to kind of fade away from that and just go to digital streaming, which is basically like radio. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, what a horrible thing to do. I mean, a lot of people buy these iPads and iPhones to be able to listen to music, right? So what's the alternative now? They're going to have to buy a CD or something like that again and put it in the, uh, the CD player and rip it? You know, and put it on their iTunes, and I'm like, I really hope that wasn't the case because I like to be able to pick the songs that I like, and I also like to be able to download a full album if I want to, and, and iTunes allows that to happen. So I did some research and found out that that is an absolutely false statement. So I'm like, well, why did they post it? Where did they find that? And then I saw another thing about vaccine. The CDC admitted that vaccines causes autism, and I'm like, wow. I can't believe they admitted that. I've never seen the government admit anything. So I did some research. Sure enough, that was false as well. But it got a lot of people really pissed off. That's the problem. It's pissing people off. And here's another one. Dandelions are known to basically guaranteed to cause to kill 98% of cancer within 48 hours. Now, I'm thinking to myself, wow, that's even a long stretch for myself, but it might be true. So I went and looked at it, and it is 
false. Now, dandelions do have a property that a lot of scientists are starting to look into for curing cancer um, or fighting it, and it has done some good in some people with certain types of cancers. However, this is something that could really, really get people killed by putting it out there. If people are just going to go out there and drink dandelion tea or ingest dandelions, which you can do, um, thinking that it's going to stop cancer, they have just committed a possibly life-threatening choice. You know, this is the problem when we put stuff up here and we don't technically research it before we share it out. Another one, Swiffer anti puts antifreeze in their Swiffer Sweeper products, and therefore, if you put use it on your on your floor and you have a dog, that water that watery substance will kill your dog because you know antifreeze kills dogs, kills dogs. Well, yes, that is technically partially true. However, it has been tested and tested and tested, and it has never been known to cause any side, adverse effects or death in animals that they have known. Obviously, if you drink the stuff, you know, like any human would or any animal would, if they drink a, a large amount of it, of course it's going gonna, it's gonna to kill you because it's a chemical. But just to put it on their pads isn't going to do that much for it. And the antifreeze that they use is not technically the, the antifreeze that you put inside of your uh, car. It is a form of the antifreeze that allows for quick e- evaporation. So all of these here are completely false, but we share them on Facebook. So this is where I'm starting to think maybe we shouldn't rely on Facebook for anything other than entertainment purposes. It's kind of like the onion. You know, it puts they put up all kinds of crazy things. And I'm seeing the same thing happening with political agendas and a lot of other things. I'm not even going to get into political agendas because I'm trying to keep this this show um, political free as much as I possibly can. So I just want you guys to realize that just because you see it on Facebook does not mean it's true. You've seen some pictures up there. and Believe it or not, a lot of those pictures are extremely photoshopped, but done extremely well as you know, in the process. For instance, I saw a oversized python it was actually like an anaconda that was you know almost as big as a human being and they were trying to stab this thing well i could see the the photoshop marks so you know people put stuff up there just to get somebody's attention they want to get people sharing things because they want to see if they can get away with it but remember do your research on anything that you look up, even if it, even if it's on CNN or Fox or anything like that. Do your research because I've caught them in in numerous lies myself. You know, we gotta stop relying on social media and other people to get the news. Sometimes we just have to do some due diligence and make a a sound decision for ourselves. So that's kind of one of the things I'm gonna, I, 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 was, uh, I had on my mind today, and I really wanted to get that out in more detail. And hopefully, you guys will open up your eyes to that. Also, uh, Disney News, Stuck in the Middle, has canceled it, its series after three seasons. Now, it's supposed to end in the summertime. This is actually a great show. I love this show, and I, I'm sad to see it go. But, um, you know, I hope that these actors and actresses that were a part of the show will find some amazing things to go on to and continue their careers and, and continue to entertain us all. All right, so I think that's just about everything that I have for you guys today. Um, I'm actually going to be at Epcot because I'm going to be taking my mother to Epcot. I have waited my entire life to be able to go to a Disney park with my mother. Uh, I have been with my father a couple of times, and actually it was something happened. I don't know what happened back in the day, but she wasn't able to go with us. So for over 30 years, I have not been able to be at a, at a Disney park with her. And for over 25 years, when I first went to Disney, I have wanted to experience that with her more than anything. And I know she doesn't like the Magic Kingdom, and she probably wouldn't like the Animal Kingdom as much or Hollywood Studios because it's a lot of 3D. But I know she loves Epcot. So I am going to finally get my chance to take her out and experience Disney with her. And this is a part of my Try Something New year. I want to constantly try new things. I want to make things happen for people, myself, and everybody around me because it's fun and it's exciting. And I want to inspire people as as well. So this is my chance to be with my mom and do something I've wanted to do since I was a child. And I am so thankful to be able to have this opportunity. So I will be at Epcot this weekend. And I hope that you guys have some amazing plans as well because this is this is the spring. You know, there's a lot of things that you could be doing and a lot of things that you could be seeing. So please get out there and try something new. All right, I guess that's all 
that we can cover right now. So I think what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we have our first guest on the line, who is Lindsay Walco. And she's going to be talking to us about pets and travel. So don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back. Do you love horror? The strange and unusual fantasy creatures or urban legends? Do you want to step inside a dream or nightmare? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you should check out internationally exhibiting artist Jason Dowd and his award-winning photographic collections by visiting www.imaginationartstudios.com. Get inside his mind and experience his inner weird. <laughs> Hi, this is Crystal Hunt. I play Alicia Trisk on the new Pure Flix original series, Hilton Head Island. Log on to pureflix.com so you can stream Hilton Head Island and see me along with my mother, played by Don Mills, and my brother, played by Antonio Sabato Jr., Hope you tune in. Hi, this is Ashley Scott, and you're listening to AME Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. Her name is... Lindsay A. Walco. She is a pet safety advocate, and we're going to be talking about pet traveling and some other pet safety and you know tips and tricks that you might have. This is the time for everybody to kind of go on spring break, so you're going to probably want to figure out what to do with your with your animal if you want to bring them or not. And then, of course, we have summer break coming up here too, where a lot of people take a, a couple weeks off for a summer vacation and. They want to bring their pets, or maybe they need to leave them behind. So we're going to talk about what you can do with your animal. Welcome, Lindsay, to the show. How are you doing today? I'm great, Jason. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You know, we are a very, we love pets here. Uh, you know, we, we're always about adopting and helping them out in any which way, shape, or, uh, any way, shape, or form that we can. And I know that, God, I would love to be able to take my animal everywhere I go, but I can't. You know, that's just one of the things that, that just doesn't allow me to. So let's kind of go over some things that we could that we could look at. What if we do decide to take our animal, like we're going to go on a flight? What are some of the best things that we can kind of do to uh, prepare that animal or make sure that it's safely traveling with us? Well, in a in a flight situation, if you're taking your pet on a plane, the first thing before you even book that flight, um, you need to make sure that you understand the size restrictions. Um, most most airlines allow pets under 20 pounds in the car, in the uh, cabin area. Other pets will need to fly cargo. Mm. So understand, either do some research on each airline, understand what size carrier will fit. Um, you know, CPS has a certification program um, where we actually crash test uh, carriers, crates, and harnesses for car travel. But some of those carriers are really high quality products that you can use on airline travel as well. So we've got like the Gen 7 commuter and the Sleepy Pod products are all carriers that would be suitable for uh, airline travel. So if we are flying on an airplane, will the dog have to be like underneath the seat like everybody else, like our general standard uh, luggage or anything like that? I mean, I don't know how they could sit there for that long if they are. Or can they sit on, the, on our laps with us and, and uh, travel with us in a seat? Well, it depends on your situation. So most pets are required to, to be secured in a carrier and placed under the seat in front of you. Okay. Um, and again, that's, that's just general rule. Now, there are certain cir- circumstances where uh, if you need an emotional support animal, they are screening these very carefully these days. Um, but those can sometimes fly, you know, up on your lap once you're once you're in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you have to look to the the safety guidelines for each airline as to what they will and will not allow. Mm-hmm. Um, so follow those rules very very carefully because those are federal rules. Now with cargo, you know, that's always kind of bothered me because you know you see people underneath there and people that stow away in these things and they're they're absolutely frostbitten. You know, and it's extremely cold. Is that the case in this particular situation when they fly, 
or are they more protected from the elements? Is it more climate controlled in there as as it would be like where we are? I think most of the time where the pets are are being stored in cargo, that it is more climate controlled. But at the end of the day, it's not like you know where you are up in the cabin. Um, and, and there are some concerns about cargo travel for pets. And uh, we work with actually an organization called Where Is Jack, where they track um, the different kind of uh, incidents that happen on in airline. Prim- the primary uh, incidents happen in cargo. So you want to make sure, again, that you do the research uh, and the background checks on the individual airline that you choose. Mm. See, that's good to know. I mean, I we actually we actually bought, uh, bought a a uh, dog from a um, puppy mill, and we had her shipped down here, and she came in through cargo. And luckily for us, nothing was nothing was damaged. She was okay. But you know, you, you got to think about that too. You know, there's all these heavy luggages and crates and stuff like that that slide back and forth and. You know, that poor little dog's just sitting there, you know, taking that. I mean, yeah, hopefully you have a good enough carrier that would that would support the weight of, of that type of a of a hit and not not harm them, but this is something we sometimes over overlook when we when we decide to go out on a on a plane or something. Agreed. And that's one of the challenges. Again, so those crates and plastic carriers that people use in the cargo space, um, they're not tested. And I think that's one of the things that pet owners really don't understand about the pet products industry. You know, they think it's this great, warm, and fuzzy place, but, you know, at the end of the day, um, they pet products don't have to be um, tested or screened, and they have very little oversight, um, unlike, you know, like the child, you know, children's products industry. So any kind of hard landing um, or, you know, any shift that you have in the cargo space can actually fracture some of those carriers um, if they're not appropriate, appropriately placed. And that's what they're seeing as far as the incidents that are, are occurring is that the crates are typically fractured in some way and the, the pet escapes or the pet will panic um, during the flight. And that is also not a, a good situation. So if you can avoid flying cargo, that's probably going to be our recommendation. But we understand that sometimes it's just you just have to do it. Um, but choose wisely. So follow follow up with the airline. Make sure that you understand the rules and the regulations and their success record, and also check with whereisjack.org to see what kind of information they can publish um, about the specific airline and the conditions for cargo. Now, if your pet does have to fly cargo, what are some of the things that we can do to make the pet's flight a little bit more comfortable Uh, so they don't maybe freak out, you know, maybe keep them, help them keep warmer or something? Is there something we can do for them? You have to follow the airline's guidance. I'm going to defer to the individual airline because sometimes people put things in those crates and the airlines actually make you remove them during mm. travel because they don't, either they want to mitigate any kind of injury. So you. follow the guidance from the, from the individual airline, um, and, and they will walk you through their protocols and how they care for your pet when it's traveling by cargo. Now what about what about plan- when we're planning these vacations and stuff like that? We want to take our dog for the most part, I mean, or our cats, or whatever, wherever animal we have, because they're, they're part of the family. We, we all know that. But, you know, sometimes traveling with them can be a little bit more difficult, especially if you're just going to pick up and go on a road trip across the country or something like that, because not every hotel is pet-friendly. Is there any tips that we can do that you can give to us about finding places that we could stay with our pets, or uh, is there any, like, little uh, app or something like that that's useful that will help us along this journey? Well, I think what you would want to do is start, you know, to work with AAA or find, you know, someone who has um, uh, guidance on the individual hotel chains that actually do allow pets. More and more of them understand that people are traveling with their pets. It's a very popular, uh, people go on these destination travel, you know, the journeys and, and they want to bring their pets with them nowadays. And so a lot of hotels are catering to that. They actually have special incentives for you to bring your pet. They sometimes have little um, off-site day cabins where your pet can go while you're doing your tourist thing. Mm. So you want to you want to investigate. I know there's Go Pet Friendly. Um, we'll have likely to have um, some good guidance on uh, hotels that do uh, offer um, or do allow pets to stay with them. So, uh, and again, you know, when you travel with your pets, if you're going to, you know, we, we specialize in, like I said, we do a lot of crash testing and products. When you hop in the car, we've got great guidance on that on our website. Um, but when you go to a hotel, you want to make sure that you do have some options to contain your pet 
um, especially if you're not going to be uh, in the room with the pet at all times. Mm-hmm. So there are we have tips and tricks on that as well. And what about if we do t- if we do go on a vacation, we have to leave our animal. That that does happen probably more so than than not. You know, how do we make sure that we find the right person to to watch our animals that aren't going to abuse the animals or find you know good quality places to to board the animal because that's important. It is. And so, you know, our personal journey in this space, um, we really recommend checking with Pet Sitters International. Um, they um, help coach and uh, train um, legitimate pet care companies across the U.S. And, um, you know, these are people that go through training programs. Um, and they have various protocols that they use when they're staying at your home. So you don't even think about, you know, when you leave your house and your dog or your cat stays home, you know, you don't want someone driving up to your home that says, you know, it's a pet sitter visiting. So they, they have guidance like, well, we don't put signage on the car so people don't know that you're really gone. Mm-hmm. We can help with lights on and they're very responsible. They're trained. Typically they have background checks and all of that. When you use some of these like gig economy kind of companies, you want to be careful because they're not as, they're not as, uh, scrutinized as closely. Um, so that's why we recommend checking with Pet Sitters International and finding uh, a pet sitter through their, you know, through their network. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as finding a boarding facility, that's a little tricky, um, but you do need to do your research. I think the best thing for you to do is work on referral and find uh, find out, um, you know, from friends and family and neighbors who have used certain and you know certain companies, um, and then go visit the go visit go visit their uh, their their location. And have them take you for a tour. The minute they tell you you they don't want to take you for a tour, they won't allow you back into the back or speed in the back. I turn around and walk out. Good advice. So they have to be uh, they have to be very very open um, about how they're caring for your pets and have good protocols. Mm-hmm. Screen those very carefully. We always recommend screen them very carefully. Yeah, because there there can be a lot of things that can happen in those facilities that we're not aware of, and unfortunately, when you get back and your animal's been injured or something like that, or worse, dead, you know that's that that's irreplaceable. And and my God, it would make my heart stop. Yeah, and I've I've actually had personal friends of mine that have had that happen when they take their dog to a boarding facility. Um, it's not a good situation. So you know, for my pets specifically, I actually work with a you know a pet sitter in my area um, who has been highly referred um, and they have done an exquisite job for us but they are part of that Pet Sitters International Network. So tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you, what, what made you fall in love with animals? Was it since you were you know, you know, little and it's just something that just you've been passionate about your whole life or is it just something that you just kind of got used to and you wanted to, to be a, a, a voice for pets? I, you know, I, my parents brought home our first Irish setter when I was five. I absolutely love my dogs. Um, just like, you know, people love their cats, I love my dogs. Um, and, and I've grown up with them. They've, they've, they're family members to me. Mm-hmm. But the reason I, you know, I do what I do now as a pet safety advocate is because um, in 2004, um, my little dog Maggie came to live with me suddenly. She needed a home quickly, and so I brought her in, and I had other dogs. And um, started out, you know, traveling with her in the car. She was loose. And I had to slam on the brakes. I actually had secured her with a seatbelt because I knew that that was not safe for her. But I, at that point, I thought I did everything right. And I slammed on the brakes to avoid a crash. Mm-hmm. And Maggie uh, slammed into the back of the front seat. So I started turning a discerning eye to the pet products industry. So what our organization does, sort of like what Consumer Reports does for consumer products, we look at, you know, safety products and products that are marketed to pet owners that you find in big box retail stores or that you find, you know, it's, it's online. And um, most pet owners don't realize that the pet products industry is a $70 billion highly unregulated industry with little to no oversight. And so some of these products, the things that we hear about on our end, are situations um, and products that have actually injured pets or killed pets that we need to go out and do uh, investigations on. So my team pulls together, we do investigations on products and determine what's safe and what's not. Uh, we author safety standards. 
we offer, we have authored the first safety standards in the pet product space, and we test in the consumer interest. So that pet owners can trust, you know, anything that is in our CPS certified list, um, to make sure that it is, you know, we've, we've made sure we've done a significant due diligence. And, um, we are a nonprofit organization, so we work on behalf of pet owners to ensure the safety of the products they buy for their pets. So tell me, was that, was your, was your dog okay? I mean, it didn't die or did it from that accident? She, she, she slammed head first into the back of the front seat. She was, uh, severely injured, mm-hmm. um, because she, the, the harness that she was wearing didn't offer her any protection. Um, but she did recover. Good. She had a good life. Yeah, she's a good girl. I miss her so much. She passed away a few years ago from lymphoma. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, my dogs are family to me. I love them dearly, and I just I want to make sure pet owners understand, you know, the safety precautions that they need to take to make sure that their pets are with them as long as possible. It's true. I mean, I, I want to – my dogs are my kids. I mean, I don't know what I'd do without them. And I try to protect them just as much as I would my own kids, you know, and and I treat them just like they are my family because they are family to me. Right, and and that's what we, you know, we, we get reports from pet owners around the globe who have, you know, purchased something that has caused problems for their pets. And, uh, you know, pet owners don't, with the fact that this is a highly unregulated industry, they don't even think about what happens if you buy something that's bad, right? If you mm-hmm. get a product that could injure or kill. And who who, man, who 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 has oversight on that? And so that's what our group is working to do to make sure that those things that you buy are possible. So, well, yeah. I, I love what you're doing, so this is very important. So tell people how they can go ahead and find you guys online, or if they have any questions for you, you might be able to answer it for them. Absolutely. So you can reach out to centerforpetsafety.org. Um, that's our website. We have lots of information. We've been focused on travel for the past, few years, um, looking at pet travel products and doing a lot of testing in that space. And um, you can also look for us on uh, Facebook under Center for Pet Safety and on Twitter as at Pet Safety Center. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot of information for pet owners. We've got, uh, and we're, we're branching out this year, we're working on studies that are outside of pet travel. So we're going to have a lot of really good information coming to pet owners over the next year. We're very excited about what's going on. Well, thank you for what you're doing because this is definitely going to help out all of our pets everywhere, you know, the, our family members. And, um, you know, I can't thank you enough. And, and we'd love to have you back on here to talk about anything else that you have coming up in the future because I think this is important information for all pet owners to, to know. Yeah, absolutely. We'd be more than happy to come back and visit once we have our, our next uh, investigation completed. It would be great. Fantastic. All right, guys. We are about ready to go to a quick commercial break, so don't go anywhere because we have more when we return. We'll be right back after this. Hey, everybody. This is Jason, and I have something I want to talk to you guys about. Last year, as you know, somebody in my family suffered a stroke. These things come on unannounced, and it can cost you your life. Why? Because it's usually from high blood pressure or clots, and you don't know you have these problems because it generally has no symptoms. One way to ensure that you don't have high blood pressure is to test it regularly. But who has the time to do it? You have to sit down, strap a blood pressure cuff on, and take the test. And they are bulky and hard to travel with. Now there's a product called Helo LX. The stylish piece of technology not only looks good, but it tests your vitals all the time on demand. Check your blood pressure, see how many steps you've done, see your heart rate, see how much sleep you get, how many calories you burn. It checks it all while you do what you want to do. Then you can check the results right on an app on your phone. I bought it for my family members, and you should too. To get yours, go to amemagazine.worldgn.com and get it or any of their stylus accessories. In doing so, you'll invest in your health and help the AME experience get our word out and be the voice of artists everywhere. So what are you waiting for? That address again is amemagazine.worldgn.com. Hi there, this is Kim Coles, and you can find my newest book, Open Your Gift, at openyourgiftbook.com. Dot com. That's www.openyourgiftbook.com. I hope you'll pick up a copy. Would love to have you read it. Bye. Hey, I'm Michael Rosander, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. Plenty of sunshine, had a 
Welcome back, everybody. We have on the line with us our special guest. Her name is Anne Marie Johnson. You've seen her in a lot of stuff, and I'm going to try to go through this really fast, but uh, she was in The Heat of the Night. She was in What's Happening Now, In Living Color, Melrose Place, That's So Raven, Pretty Little Liars, Chasing Life, Sea Dad Run, Grey's Anatomy, and she is going to be in a new thing on uh, For the People and Bravo's TV's Imposter. So she's got a wonderful resume to her list. So welcome to the show, Anne-Marie. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for that wonderful intro. only makes me feel old, old <laughs> and really busy. <laughs> well, it made me feel winded because you had a lot to do. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's great though that you were able to do so many things in your life. Did you always want to be an actress when you were when you were growing up? Always, or? always. I remember um, being completely enthralled and uh, in a trance uh, watching the classics on television. Well. Uh, Carol Burnett show I watched live. I mean that wasn't a classic yet. It was it was uh, it was just beginning when I started really uh, uh, being en- enchanted with uh, Carol Burnett. But I always watched um, I Love Lucy and um, other female centric uh, sitcoms, um, black and white sitcoms of the time. And I just knew, um, as far as I can remember, but my parents would tell me ever since I was four, I knew that um, I wanted to, to be an actor. Mm. What do you like the most about it? Because there's so many different aspects to acting. It's not just, you know, uh, getting out there and playing a character. You, you get to play a character. You get to tell stories. There's so many things that you, can, that, you can be a, that you can fall in love with. What's it for you? What do you like the most about it? Hmm. No one's ever asked me that before. Um, well, it, it 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 changes with time. I think when I first, I've been doing this for about thirty four years. So in in the very beginning, it was just the excitement of actually following through with a dream. So um, actual the 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 actual doing something that I dreamt about and 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 uh, studied and. And uh, was obsessed with, not in an irritating way, but I, I knew that it was something I wanted to do for a living. So that part uh, was very exciting when you're on the set for the first time and, and you're actually on camera and auditioning. All that was quite exciting. But then as the, the years move on, it really is doing the best you can and looking at it more as a business. Uh, because this 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 industry is really more of a business than it is art. Because doing the job is the easiest thing. It's getting the job, preparing for the job, keeping yourself um, healthy and strong and available and and current. It's really a business, and and I see myself as this corporation. So um, the challenge now, uh, being older and more established and the expectations uh, about me by others is at a different level. So, so now uh, what's um, enthralling about it is, is proving yourself and showing up and doing a good job and making sure that you've satisfied myriad opinions that, that uh, are involved in making final decisions. So the art of it has kind of faded, transitioned into the business aspect of it. So I think that's what keeps my juices flowing because I am a business. Mm. Now you've been in this, like you said, for over 30 years. So has the business mm-hmm. changed along the way, like from the, yes. from the point of going in and, and actually auditioning? Has that changed? No. That, well, yes and no. Uh, I still audition. Rarely am I offered a, a role. So that hasn't changed. I'm still going in and I'm, I still have representatives who work their butts off to get me into good auditions. So that hasn't changed. Um, now um, we can place ourselves on tape. We, uh, we record ourselves. If, if, if casting is not available or if the show is being shot somewhere else in, 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 in the country or out of the country, we now put ourselves on tape and we submitted ourselves. So that's a little different. Um, uh, I think what's really changed about this industry is the lack of the possibility of actually making a blue-collar wage. Um, With salary compression and with um, projects moving on to um, 
social media platforms and streaming through the computer where the salaries can't compare to the salaries that one would make in traditional broadcast. It, it's making it much more difficult for actors to maintain a decent lifestyle. That's the sad part. Um, uh, and, and that's why I really got involved with um, being uh, part of the Screen Actors Guild uh, in the representative aspect. I was on the board for 17 years. I was a vice president for four terms. I helped negotiate some of our larger, larger contracts. I've seen the erosion of the possibility of making uh, a living. And unfortunately, with the um, progression, with, with the progress in distribution, it's taken a major hit uh, with the availability of, of salaries. So the sad part is there's more content. Uh, the good part is there's more content. The sad part is actors cannot make a living. Mm. You know, being in it as long as you have, you've obviously done something right. What type of inf what type of advice would you give to somebody that wants to be in this field? Um, you know, what are some of the things that they need to that they need to prepare themselves for? Because I know one of the biggest probably would be there is some downtime where you don't have you go from like you know one show closes or one movie closes and it might take a few months before you get to the next one. What are some of your experiences and what advice would you give them if they want to if they want to follow your footsteps and be an actress or actor? Well, it's really. It, it pains me to say this, but I would not recommend anyone becoming a professional <laughs> actor these days um, uh, because you it's impossible to make a living. It's impossible uh, uh, to earn enough to have strong health coverage and uh, create a retirement plan for 98% of the membership. At, at some point, 90, 98% of the membership is unemployed. Mm. So the odds are against one. Now... If you enjoy doing theater for theater's sake and, and you don't mind, you know, not being paid, it's an incredibly satisfying experience to, um, to be part of this type of art. Um, if someone really wants to do it professionally, uh, I would strongly recommend that they, they study, they, they do the best they can to um, be current and know, what, know what's out there and what's needed. Um, but I would strongly recommend to have another job, so flexible enough so you're not a starving artist because there's nothing attractive about starving artists in this industry, nothing attractive about it whatsoever um, because if, if you're dependent on, on an audition so badly because it's between that or losing your phone or not being able to pay your rent, Casting directors can sense that right away. Desperation is not a nice scent in a in a casting office. So, if someone really wants to be an actor, I strongly recommend that they have the savings or a flexible second job where they can pay their rent and all the necessities of life. So, when they do audition or when they do book the job or when they are on the set, they can po concentrate on the job at hand and not concentrate on how they're going to make their next you know, pay their next rent. You know, I've heard that similar that similar type of uh, speech with just about every art out there. It seems like everybody in the arts, it's like people expect them to do everything for free. And Correct. And I don't understand why that is. I've never been able to, to grasp my head around that because it takes a lot of creativity. It takes a lot of energy into what they do. And... You know, I just think somebody should be paid for it if they do. Well, it's the artist. It's the artist's fault because what we do when we start out is, well, we'll do that. Uh, you don't have to pay me. I'll do that 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 uh, play over at the church. Uh, no, you don't have to pay me. Oh no, no, I'll do that stage presentation or I'll do that reading or that or that's how we that's it's uh, it's our period of being an apprentice. Mm. Um, we do. So much for no money because, you know, we do plays, equity waiver, and until uh, equity just recently changed the, the policies, we would do plays for no money. Yeah. You could run, you could be in a play um, that runs for 12 weeks and not get paid with equity waiver. So it's what we do. It's probably one of the only businesses where you begged for a job where you don't get paid because that's how you get your experience. And so, unfortunately, um, that type of mindset, it, it's hard to break. It's, a, mm. it, it's very difficult to break. 
And um, that's why artists, not just actors, but writers and painters and sculptors, we do all of this for free for, for a long period of time because that's really one of the best ways to get the experience that you need. But it's a very hard transition and it's a very hard mindset to break for those who look for our talent. They tell us, listen, you did this for free. So why are you asking for money? Why do you want to be paid? Just because you're, just because the show you did is now streaming on the internet, why do you think you should be paid? It's a real odd, it's a conundrum that the unions uh, struggle with to try to instruct our members, stop giving away your work for free. But that's how we were trained. Well, that's some uh, great information there. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I appreciate stuff like that. I mean, I, and I hope other people that are listening will, will appreciate that too because, you know, we're all we're all trying to make a living in this world, and we love what we do. Yes. you know, and and the stuff that has been put out has been spectacular along the way. So, you know, yeah. we, we want to make sure that we're that we're paid for it, but we're also making sure that you know people enjoy it as well. Well, I mean, you're a writer, and you do interviews. You your your time and your research there it should be monetized, mm-hmm. right? So, sure. how many times have you been asked, "Hey, Jason, listen." I know this is what you do for a living, but can you just put together this something? We can't pay you, but, I mean, it, it, <laughs> it, it, we're the only business that, I mean, can you imagine someone asking a dentist, listen, um, can you, will you mind just filling this cavity? I know, I mean, you know, because this tooth is really hurting me, and can you just fill this cavity, and, and I'll catch you later. I mean, it's unfortunate, but we need really artists and those in the entertainment field, we need to start coming from the world of no, saying, I, I would love to do this for you, but but we, we, we're not trained that way. Mm-hmm. So, you've, been, you've got yourself into some pretty cool new things here uh, for the people and Bravo's TV yes. imposters. Um, I love to be able to talk about new projects that people are working on because they're so much fun and hopefully people, if they don't know about it, we'll get to experience this here because you're talking about it. So tell us a little bit about For the People. Well, For the People, um, uh, I was really excited to be a part of uh, for several reasons. A, because it's on a network, and, and I'm still old-fashioned, and I like the whole aspect of um, waiting to see an episode <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to everything being available. Um because I, I'm a true believer in the water cooler aspect of watching something once a week. Um, so that was exciting. Also, it's exciting to work for Shonda Rhimes, and this is a, a, a Shonda Rhimes show, one of her last before she segued over to Netflix. So um, that's, that, to have that type of pedigree, you know, you know people are going to watch it. And it's, um, it's the type of character that I enjoy uh, um, Melora Fox, uh, Knox, excuse me, Melora Knox is a um, senator, and I have uh, played uh, people within Congress in the past. On JAG, I paid, played a congresswoman who eventually went on to senator, so that was really c- kind of cool. And So here I am again, uh, but this time she's a Republican, which is <laughs> from Texas, um, which is uh, uh, fascinating considering the era of Trump. And... Uh, very um, entertaining. I can't divulge too much, but she is also the mother of Leonard, who played by Reg. Show one of the leads on the series, uh, who he is absolutely stunning. So it's always nice to have a child who's really good looking. Who, <laughs> um, and it's a lot of fun, and it's a it's a it's a really solid cast with very talented people, and um, I'm hoping it catches on. Uh, because not only is it nice to have a show uh, with this diverse, diverse on so many levels cast, but it's always, I, of course, selfishly, I want it to do well, so I have a job. So um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I encourage everyone to watch uh, For the People because it's entertaining. It's a good show. It's a good law show. And I love law. I love legal um, formatted show. And it's so... Sad because you know um, Stephen Bochco passed away, and he created probably this format, this style, this genre of ensemble cast, diverse, 
large ensembles dealing with either law um, or uh, medical arenas, you know, um, NYPD Blue. And what I started out on Hill Street Blues. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just kind of sad. I really owe a lot to, to Bochco and his series. So I just wanted to give out a little shout out to Stephen Bochco. So where can people see For the People? And when does it come on? Of course, that's important. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For the People is ABC. um, And I believe, I hope they haven't changed the date, but I believe it is Tuesday evening. Um, I think it's at, is it at 10 o'clock? You probably know better than I do. Um, Because I've been in Canada for for a little bit working off and on. So... I haven't been here. I just got back to the States. But um, I believe it's Tuesday evenings on ABC. Mm. And, you know, before we get into the next show that you're doing, I'm really glad that you said you like the you like the, the experience of waiting to the next week to find this stuff. Because, you know, I, yeah. there was one of my shows that went to, went to Netflix, too, and everybody went and binge-watched it. And I'm like, you know something? I'm going to wait like I did when I was a kid. Every That's Friday right. at 8 p.m. And, I and you know, it's there. I know it's there. And, you know, you just want to just hit that button down and just watch the next one. But I have I have the strength to say no, and I, I enjoy it like I did back then. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And um, it's just the whole, we lose, now, now we're showing our age, but you lose the whole aspect of I cannot wait for the next episode. Yes. You know, when, when they premiere, when they drop uh, the, the, it, it, when when Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, and I think actually they're just they're. I think the powers that be are talking about maybe changing that format and maybe only allowing a few episodes at a time being available, because it this spoiler alert is just killing us. Yeah, you know you can't go to a dinner party or you know just hang out with your friends and talk about it when one person says wait 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 I haven't seen all the episodes or I haven't seen that episode so please don't. Um, and and I, I think it's ruining the anticipation of these shows. So hopefully people will follow suit. But that's why I like being on, on you know, shows like this where you got to wait. you yeah. got to be patient and you got to wait. So for the people, that type of show, and I really hope it catches on because I think it's really well written and it's, it's just a, a good show. And do you know what else it does? It makes sure that you get everything done and in, and in place so that yes. way, you ha- it makes you more responsible. If you want to watch that show, you're going to get your stuff done. <laughs> that is so true. Because you don't want to miss it. <laughs> <laughs> and and when and you can't binge it, right? That's so right. Not only not only can you plan it and have appointment television, but you have a life afterwards. You're not watching episode after episode after episode and, and sitting in front of your television set or your computer for twelve hours. In a, 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 you know, straight, which is not healthy. So yeah. I think we're doing a public service by 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 advocating an episode a week, folks. That's <laughs> the best for your health. I love that. So we got a few minutes left, and I want to be able to talk about your other one, TV's Imposters. What is this all about? Well, um, are you familiar with Imposters? Yes. Okay, so it, it's really a complicated show, um, but I, I watched it from day one. And it centers on a on a scam artist, uh, but it goes deeper than that. Uh, Maddie is is really an intriguing character, and how she has tricked those to fall in love with her and marry her, and and um, it's it's really it, it's a intriguing show, and it's on Bravo. And um, uh, I can't share too much because it's a very complicated storyline. <laughs> but let's just say I try to assist her to. Um, to uh, make her life a, a, a little safer, and and I don't know if it works out to my benefit. But um, it, I did three episodes, and it was really quite challenging and um, a lot of fun. And um, I highly recommend people watching this this season because it's uh, it's a good one. Well, we definitely don't want to give that any, anything away because we got you can't give away the spoilers. You know, you got to make them want to no, watch I it. No, I can't. That's right. That's what it makes it so difficult to talk about both for the people and imposters because of my storyline. So you really don't want to give uh, uh, give anything away. But 
I can certainly recommend it. I can recommend both. And they and um, for the people's on Tuesday and uh, the imposters is on Thursday, so you can see them both. Well, Anne Marie, we're just about out of time. How can people find you, follow you, or any other social media networks that you want to pr uh, promote? Please do so, and and let's get some people uh, following you. Well, I am um, uh, at AMJ Loves LA. That is, um, and I have to be honest with you, I am um, a neophyte when it comes to social media. It's some the majority of it is really so toxic. Mm -hmm. So I only use Facebook and Twitter just to promote my work. You you won't find any type of comments about what's going on. I, I think I think we've just become so numb to the toxicity that that I'm really trying to encourage people not to find me that way. Just to <laughs> to listen to shows like yours and other interviews that I do and you know, let's just all try to stay mentally and, and, and spiritually help healthy and stay away from all the negativity that we find on social media. But I want folks to obviously go to AME Magazine to find out what's going on because we know that will be a healthy dose of pure entertainment information. So let's direct people to, to you so they can find out where I am. Well, I like that, and you're speaking my language because I can't stand them either. <laughs> because, there you uh, go. I mean, I just I, I get so angry on them. I, I just I don't like yeah. to be on it anymore. So I get, I get your... It's, uh, it's I think I think we're going to create a new generation of illnesses because of it, mm -hmm. and um, it's. I think our 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 soul can't take uh, such constant negativity. Uh, that's not who we are, and um, it's really feeding into the worst of us. So I stay away from it, and like I said, I only use it to promote the projects that I'm on. Well, I love that for sure, and I'm, I, I wish I could do the same thing, but i got to get my stuff out there, too, but I well, pretty much do the same gotta stuff. you've got to get that right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you, you're, you know, you're using it as a tool of employment and promotion, and I think that's really great, and that's what it really should be used for. Unfortunately, too many people rely on it for other things that just yeah, aren't healthy. That is true. Well, Anne-Marie, you have been absolutely amazing. I, you gave out some great advice, and you've got some great stuff coming up, so we wish you all the best. And uh, I can't wait to so see some much. of the other stuff you have coming up. Thank you very much, and I enjoyed the interview, and um, I wish you great success. Well, thank you so much. All right, guys, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we have more Don't Go Anywhere. Jason Dowd of Imagination Art Studios is proud to announce the release of his steampunk collection, which is currently on tour across the country. There you will see beautiful handmade masks from Venice, Italy that accentuate beautiful women to create amazing stories and feelings to those who visit the collection. Each photo series has a theme, mask, authentic props, and beautifully elaborate outfits, all collaborated in the mind of Jason Dowd to create the right emotion and feeling. The masks come from a shop in Epcot at the Italian Pavilion, where all these photos are on display for you to see. This is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career, having his work at Disney. Come see the beautiful first release of the series, which includes Distressed Dancer, Spanish Serenade, The Pied Piper, and Reaching for the Czars. You can see them in person or online at www.imaginationartstudios.com. For more information, visit the website. Again, it's imaginationartstudios.com. Our Facebook is Imagination Art Studios. Twitter is at Dow Studios. And Instagram is at Jason Dow. Come and be mesmerized by the masks and the stories behind them. Hi, I'm Andy Allo, and you're listening to the AME Radio Show. Hey, everybody, we are back. I hope that you had a great time with our show today because we're just about ready to wrap it up. We had some great guests. I know they enjoyed talking to you and sharing their expertise and things that they love to do the most, and hopefully they're entertaining you all along the way as well. So um, one of the things I wanted to bring up and I forgot to, to talk about at the beginning of the show is that we are going to be doing a brand new segment called Amazing Kids. And what I love about kids is... Sometimes they just want to do more than just play video games, and I applaud that. I love when kids are shooting to go for their uh, for their dreams and make something of themselves 
even at a very young age. And when they're able to get in the art and music and entertainment industries and do what they're able to do, still be children and, you know, maintain a life of professionalism, that's, that's something to be said for. And I am going to be excited to be able to bring to you guys a bunch of kids that are ages from 6 to 17 years old, young adults that have walked that path. They're going to be telling you their story. They're going to show you how they've managed. And, you know, this is a very tough field to be in, any type of art, because there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of yeses. There's a lot of dedication. There's a lot of, of give and take that you have to do to make these, these movies and television shows. Sometimes they go weeks without seeing their families. Sometimes they go even longer without seeing their friends. And they have to do a lot of life changes. So as it is for an adult, it's even harder for children. And to be able to do what they do, I, I would love to be able to show their story to you and inspire you. I hope that they will inspire you to try something new yourself because if they can do it, I know you can do it as well. We just got to get out of that mentality that we can't. You know, can't is such a terrible, terrible word. And I love trying new things and I hope that you will try new things as well because you never know until you try, right? But the only thing that I can tell you is if you're afraid of failure, failure only comes in one form and that's a regret. And the reason I say that is is because if, if you have a regret, that means it's too little too late to be able to try it. So that's the only type of failure that you can have. Also, uh, something else that's coming up, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but Facebook seems to be in a lot of trouble. And it seems like a lot of millennials and other people are starting to bail on the social media giant. They took out MySpace a long time ago, and MySpace was a huge conglomerate. And MySpace is almost nothing now. And I think they got too big for their, for their own good. And I see the same thing happening for Facebook. Now, the thing that worries me about Facebook is that a lot of the times you can sign into a lot of different, you know, um, a lot of different websites with, with your account with Facebook. So what would that do if they ever, if they ever closed? I think Facebook has gotten too big for their own good. And we've been seeing a lot of nasty stuff coming out you know people are using the information for political gains um even even websites you know like the amy the amy facebook page for instance they limit you on how many people see your post even though they like your page for instance if you have five thousand likes you may only get 30 people that can see it that have liked that page why aren't all five thousand people seeing it and the the option around that is to be able to go ahead and pay $5 or $10, and then they'll send it out to that particular people, uh, those particular people that have followed that page and liked that page, and more. Well, here's the thing. If I go to a page, and I like it, I like it because I want to see the content. And I shouldn't have to wait for somebody to be paid for that person to pay for me to see it on my timeline, right? That's the whole part of social media. So there's a lot of restrictions that are going on right now, and I get it. They need to make money, but there's advertisements all over Facebook. Why do they need to make even more money this way? And now that we know what they do with our information, do we really want that? You know, there's a lot of things that are coming out that are like Instagram and um, Snapchat. I haven't figured out Snapchat. I don't know what the heck's going on with that thing. But there are alternatives to Facebook, and they have to really be careful because they could lose their butts fast, just like MySpace did. I remember MySpace was the thing to do. And then all of a sudden I woke up, and it was gone. You know, I mean, it still exists, but it's not nearly what it used to be. So be careful, Facebook. That's all I can tell you. All right, guys, so that's all we have for you guys this week. We are back again next week. We are on two days, so let me tell you where you can find us and how you can find us. All you have to do is go to www.theamemagazine.com, and that will give you all these links as well. But we are on every Friday morning at 7 a.m. on amfm247.com, and there are 11 AMFM stations across the United States. You can also find us again on their Internet or their 11 stations every Saturday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, we have two guests per show, so we have four new guests per week. So go check out each show. You can find us on WKLAP.com every Friday at 12 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's an internet radio station. Radio Love, that's RadioLUV.com every Saturday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, iTunes and iHeart On Demand, so just go check those out as well. 
All right, guys, that's all we have for you this week. We'll join us again next week for more great guests, more great talk, and so much more. Keep those creative juices flowing. We'll see you again. Good night, everybody. That's the end. We're done. Calm down, people. Calm down. Okay? That's it.